Good evening, everybody. Good evening. We are here once again for Juniper Tree Live Virtual Therapy. My name is David Washington. I'm the founder of Raymond Creations. And before we continue, I would like to say a prayer. So everyone looking on, I ask for you to bow your heads. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to grow closer to you through information for learning more about this thing called unforgiveness. We know that it can it can be a stumbling block in our lives. Our feelings come to the forefront and it can stop us from making connections with friends, family, and others. But we know that with you, that we can defeat unforgiveness. That forgiveness will come to the forefront. That your love will come to the forefront. And we just thank, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for you. And we continue just walk the path for what you've blessed and shown us. And we say this all in your name, Jesus the Christ, amen. Amen. So once again, I am the founder of Raymond Creations. And at this time, I will hand the mic over per se to my lovely wife, Latoya Washington. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, hubby. We appreciate you all tuning in and those who will catch the replay. We are here for part two of Unforgiveness. Chu was with us a couple months back as we talked about peeling the layers of unforgiveness. And it was might not have been a, a, a happy moment, but we definitely heard some ouch moments because sometimes we think we have truly forgiven and the Lord has shown us even that through the word that unforgiveness that he doesn't forgive us if we don't forgive others and it was like wow you know having that realization of what god is saying about unforgiveness and how deep it is so today we're going to talk about healing and letting go of unforgiveness you know shu do you think sometimes people think it's not possible to heal and let go of unforgiveness yeah, I think most of the time, if the offense is big and the big offense is very, it's very subjective, right? What I might consider a big problem, a big offense might be small to you. But however the person sees it, it's like, well, this is too big of a problem to let go of. This is too big of a problem to forgive. It's just too big of a mountain, right? And then sometimes it's easier. If I want easier, if somebody step on my toes as they're walking through the store, like I can let that go. And often also I find if it's a stranger, it's easier to let go if it's someone who's close to us. Mm, mm. The more connected yeah. you are to the person, the deeper the wound. And you know, I know that's not part of the question, but <laughs> it's all good. Go for it. You know, why does it seem? And I know it might be a simple answer, but why does it seem that the ones that are so closest to us, it hurts the most? Because, you know, if it was a co-worker, if it was a, you know, the next door neighbor, we might have a little, you know, hesitation, but it's not going to cause such an effect as what we talked about months ago. So why is it that when it is that person, which who we say we love and love is not conditional on the sense of you have to always treat me right for me to love you but so when they so it, when it's the one we love how come that's so hard to forgive that because love hurts let's be real right <laughs> I mean, think about it why like let's kind of reverse that I and mean, then we'll go you know we're gonna tackle you know your angle on there but why is it if it's a stranger it doesn't bother us as much we don't have to live with that person. We don't have to deal with them. We might even see them again if it's someone that just, you know, bump or cart in the grocery store. Right? It's like, well, it doesn't impact me as much because it's one small moment in my whole entire life, right? It, this does not impact the rest of my life. But when it's someone who we know, right, it's, oh, I'm going to see them again. I'm going to live with them, work with them, right? <laughs> Collaborate with them, go to church with them. So it's like I have more opportunities to continue to, you know, kind of expose myself to this person who might hurt me again. 
And then, so that there's that kind of that fear there. Will this happen again? Will I be in a victim again? But I also think when I said earlier, the more connected we are to the person, the deeper the wound, because when, although we know that, you know, just because we love someone, or someone loves loves us, doesn't mean that, necessarily mean that they're always gonna be perfect. No one's perfect, right? They might do things that, you know, might offend us, and it's not always intentional. But guess what? If I loved you, I have, I set a high standard for you. I'm like, you should know better because you know me better. Why? You should know what hurts me, what, you know, what, you know, what, what rubbed me the wrong way. And sometimes we don't. You know, I, I hear stories like the love of the young couple. It's like, well, how did he not know? Like, what well, did you tell him? <laughs> he can't read your mind, right? And vice versa. So I, I think, you know, when we love, and because we care, we're getting closer to someone we, we care about, it's gonna hurt us more. And often when I work with people and I say like, this is just so hard, I don't know why I can't let go of it. I say, well, let's reverse that coin. Why does it bother you so much? And I'm like, well, because he did this or she did that. I said, well, those are all good things, you know, or probably true. But I think at the, at the bottom, at the core of it, it, because you care so much about this person that it hurts you that your care was, you no, know, your trust or your love was betrayed, betrayed in some way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If and someone in the store, you like, you know, on the street, they don't know me, you know, they cut me off on the on the highway, they don't know me, life goes on, right? It doesn't bother me. But this person, I set a high standard because I care a lot about them and then expect, I, I hold them to a higher standard. But then also in doing mm-hmm. so, so it's not always a bad thing because yes, you know, as we get to know each other, you know, as friends or family or, you know, or, you know, brothers and sisters at church, we get to build relationships, right? We get to know each other and we can support one another better. But also when you put into perspective, you can't put everyone on a pedestal and then like with this, you know, heavy, you know, cross because you, you know, that's how we think about it in our own little bubble, own little box. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Yes, that was it. Because you're right. Many times we, when it's that person that's really close to us and you said it, that deep connection, we expected them to, you know, to honor our feelings and they should know how we feel about certain things. But you're right. Did you tell them, you know, do you know that this is something that means a lot to you, you know, uh, value and, and that expectation, that's what causes the disappointments is our expectations that we set of people. And so, yeah, I love that. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Um, I had a question, um, kind of in the reverse but I guess the core of it stems from um, unforgiveness when it comes to family so is there ever like is there a a way that um, a person's you know it's harder for them to forgive those in a workplace opposed to family but that stems mm-hmm. from, but that stems from something that happened when they were a child, which caused them to unf- like have unforgiveness as a core with their family. So mm-hmm. now they've moved on to like, okay, well, my priority or what I put all my energy into is work or anything outside of family mm-hmm. or outside. Of- and I think it goes along the line, along the same line that we just talked about, the expectation, right? If it's family, I expect them to care for me. I expect them to protect me. I expect them to provide for me. So when they, when they do something that hurts me, it usually violates one of those three. You know, the care, the protection, the love, like the, all again, the expectations that we have. And rightfully so, family is supposed to be there, but also we're all broken people. We're all broken people. And if you just start from there, that puts all the things in perspective, you know. And I'm not saying that if you are in a dysfunctional family, we all of, by the way, all of us are, you know, dysfunctional families started all the way from Abraham. Like the first family on earth was dysfunctional. And after that, I just know it was a mess, right. you know. And this, the Bible is full of stories of dysfunctional families. So all of us here have some, you know, dysfunctions in our family. But my point is, if you are in the, and, you know, if people are not willing to heal and you're keeping being hurt and it's becoming, traumatic i'm not saying that you have to always put yourself in that situation it needs to come a point where you can you forgive and you love from a distance you can do that and you can you know, that just because you're not you know mingling with those people doesn't mean that you have not forgiven you can forgive and still you know choose to walk away forgive and and set boundaries 
and yeah and and you know one thing too and i don't mind myself um but one thing too that i found that you know was revealing that i had not truly forgiven is that there's a difference between avoiding the person and actually forgiving the person and i think you know it's sometimes we avoid like you know what i'm just gonna go to the left when i see this person or you know just not even you know it just kind of like do a subconscious avoiding but you know that's not really forgiving that person so even if you see that person you've forgiven them you're not going to avoid them you're like hey you know good morning or good afternoon or so good seeing you if you bump into them at a grocery store or whatever but it's not that same effect and that's how you know one of the ways that i knew that that area had to be healed was the avoidance. You're avoiding certain things, avoiding an interaction or, or avoiding a conversation about the offense. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Because when you do forgive, you know, it's like I said, it doesn't mean that you have to mingle with the people, but if you see them in the store, you are willing to say hi first. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you say hi and bye, you know, pretty much, that you're not saying yeah. you're having a long conversation, but you are, you know, comfortable enough to say, you know, hi to them. That mm-hmm. you, you know that you've let it go, right? And, 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 and most likely, if it's possible, if you're forgiven also, you will probably try to confront them at some point. And they might not be ready to receive it, but you will do your part. What does the Bible tell us? As long as it depends on us, live in peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. You have to do your part. You're not held accountable for what the person is doing or not doing. You do your part and then you let God do what only he can do. Amen. Amen. So with the steps to heal and let go, you know, we're saying that it is possible. And we know, I think you, as well as my husband and I, we can say we have been there where we had to heal and overcome unforgiveness and we had to really allow the lord to work through those challenges set our ex let us know about expectations of people and 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 really help us with that but what are the first steps to healing and letting go so those of you who follow me were watching this and work with me you know that i love acronym because that's how my brain works that's how i remember stuff so when and some of you work with me kind of been through the steps that i'm going to talk about here when we talk about forgiveness so i look at the word forgive and each the first letter of, of that word each you know each letter sorry of that word becomes a step that you can take in order to forgive and it doesn't have to be in any order per se but this is the way that you know i organize my process as i did it for myself as god revealed to me and as i use my clinical background and that's also what i've used of others so the f it's find out if your grudge is valid Mm. and that can look different from any of us but many times we are mad at people hold grudges that people have no idea that we they actually did anything wrong to to us and you might think well i gave them cues that i was not happy about this well your cues were your cues maybe they're not good readers of cues and you can't hold them you can't hold that against them so yeah, you, you can be disappointed. I'm not saying that, you know, just because someone didn't read your cues or, you know, that you shouldn't be disappointed. No, that, that feeling of disappointing, it, it's, it's real, it's valid, you know, but the grudge itself is invalid. Because disappointment happened, like you said, you know, I can set my expectation here and reality is down here. That gap here, that's the disappointment level. Right? And so, but what happened is, my expectation might only just be in my own mind. I had the expectation, the other person didn't know. And then mm-hmm. I started acting as if they knew. And then mm-hmm. when I realized that they were not doing what I expected, I'm hurt. And then now I'm acting funny around them. You know, mm-hmm. you see them, like you say, I avoid them at church. I'm done saying hi to them. They call, we don't want to pick up the phone. And they have no idea <laughs> what's going on. That is not a valid grudge. It's a valid disappointment, but it's not a valid grudge. Right? So the first step, I think, in starting to find that, you know, that, you know, finding strength to forgive is actually find first, is this grudge valid? Wow. And, and, when, and when you put anything into perspective, honestly, for all of us, we, you know, we're called to forgive as God has forgiven us, right? And so in the grand scheme of things, I don't believe, and, you know, maybe I'm stepping on toes here and maybe I have bad theology, but for me, I believe there's no grudge that's valid in the grand mm. scheme of things. 
yes, there's issues that we need to work on, right? But I, how can I hold someone, hold a grudge against someone when I've been forgiven for so many other things that I've done? Right? It, it makes you think of the, the, the guy in the Bible, I think it's the Old Testament, I, I can look up the reference here, but I don't have it in front of me, who the king forgives him of this big debt that he has. And then he sees someone that owes him so little money, he's like, you need to pay me today or go to jail. Mm-hmm. Right? When you don't forgive, we're doing the exact same thing. God has forgiven for all our sins, right? And then we're holding on to one little grudge that one little person did to us. Mm-hmm. So if if we're if we're truly genuine and honest and honest with ourselves, we'll find out that there's no grudge worth holding on to. Because we don't deserve the grace that God gives us anyway. How dare mm-hmm. we hold a grudge against someone else? Right? Yeah, and that's so now I'm just saying, as you're trying to evaluate that for yourself, you might think, well, this grudge, you know, maybe for temporarily, that you know, they, you know, maybe we talked about it, they knew about it, you know, and they still did it. Okay, it's an issue that you have to address. But the grudge itself, you need to, you know, put it in perspective for those of us who are Christians. Right? Look at it in a different, with different lens. Amen. Oh yeah, to piggyback on what you were just saying, um, some is there's sometimes that it's hard to forgive because you don't acknowledge your the part that you played in it as far you, you as got it. that's actually a second step router <laughs> you're ahead of the game <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yes so true yeah and so in you know in forgiving the f we said find out if your grudge is valid the o is organize your grudge so those grudges that you have about you know the whole situation Kind of start seeing okay if i'm going to organize it this is a, this is what the part that i play in this issue right and this is the part that was out of my control things that i didn't do per se right because the moment you organize that you realize that again your own expectations sometimes create your realities and that really becomes disappointment because we help people to a standard that they were never aware of and sometimes that they're not capable of not saying that you know the person is weak or what but no it's because all of us cannot even when you think about it i cannot live up to my own expectations either that's what was so hard on herself as human right mm-hmm. and so if mm-hmm. i cannot live by it why would i you know how how dare me right <laughs> you know i have to hold somebody else's expectation so yeah so find out if the grudge is valid and start organizing those you know those things that you're holding on against this person you know how what what, what you're feeling all your thoughts about the issue which one is my part which one is just my it's a me issue and which one is a maybe he or she issue and which one is a we issue means something that we need to work on together because mm-hmm. when there's conflict no matter what you know how big or small or you know the conflict is no matter who it is with i believe there's always a part that each one of us play it takes yeah. two to tango it takes two also to break something yeah so if you look at it from that organizing you know your your you know if you want your grudges or your issues into those categories helps you then kind of take the next step that we're looking to in a little bit mm-hmm. and i think that you brought it up about how sometimes we it's like when it's when it's us when the the uh the offense or whatever happens to us oh man it's just like we're so dramatic oh it, it happened to me but you know just like what my husband said you know what part did you play you know and then when you once you realize you know it's like oh wow you know can you forgive me you know it's <laughs> like you gotta be careful with those grudges that we have a tendency to hold and you know i don't know is it possible where sometimes we don't even realize we're holding a grudge oh yeah yeah, sometimes we don't realize, but then it's those behaviors, right? Just like you say, am I avoiding this person? Or if even sometimes if someone else mentions this person's name, like I can feel my blood pressure start rising up, right? It's, you know, or every time I think about this person, I just feel like, you know, like my stomach starts to quench. You know, your body, you know, will tell you. And I think last one we talked about, I kind of peel those layers, we talked about some of those physical signs of, of forgiveness. You know, so you might not be constantly, you know, aware of it, but how does your body react when you're around that person, when you hear about that person, when you think about that person? If it's not peaceful, that means it's something that needs to be worked on. And I'm not saying so that that person did something. Sometimes, again, it's something that you need to work on yourself, you know, by yourself or, you know, work in you. 
but if, if every time you think about someone and you're not, you know, there's whatever reaction you're feeling that moment is not a peaceful one, often that's because there's something that's left unresolved. Wow, wow, that's good, that's good. So do you find that um, this might be one of your 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 uh, definitions or, or your acronym, but about repentance and how, you know, just, there was a moment where the offense was so strong that I got to a place where I even repented for them. Because I wanted to be so free from this that I I didn't want it to hinder my relationship with the Lord, with anything that God was doing in, you know, me and my husband's life, you know, our church. Because it, literally, you have to understand that uh, we don't realize how much unforgiveness is, it, it's like... It's like an effect. It has a surrounding effect on you and everyone around you when you're walking in this unforgiveness. And it got to that point where it's like, you know what, God, I even forgot. God, forgive them. You know, whether they say it or not, whether whether that person says, you know, they, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Shu. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, whoever. I had to get to this place where I've never... I'm like, I'm asking the forgiveness for them because it meant that much to me. So, you know, repentance even plays a role in that where it's like, forgive me for the role I played. And God, if they never, ever, ever say sorry to me, um, you know, I'm I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving them and forgive them, Lord. You know, it reminds me of Jesus when he said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's like, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, they never apologized. Never. They, they <laughs> right. never. You know, no one, it, it was. No one it said was, it acknowledged anything. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't yeah. say anything, you know, and it wasn't until he had given up the ghost that the one soldier's like, wow, he really was the son of God. And it's like, you know, he had already said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And it was like, I actually had that moment. And it was such a, a freedom where it's like, even if your behavior does not change, I'm forgiving, like, I'm forgiving you. Because, you know, and you may go into this, but I think sometimes, you know, my forgiveness was based off of what was best for me or what's best for, you know, what I think is best for this relationship. Um, and it's like, uh, that's not what your forgiveness should be based off of. You know, it's, oh, you do right by me and it will be good. You know, no, it's not like that. To piggyback off of... Um, what my wife just said um, can there be a connection with un with someone who consistently has unforgiveness to selfishness mm. to so you know it's it's about like like their the offense that they felt, had more to do with someone not following or having a code that they live by that is really centered around them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that that you're so right. And you know, both of you have been so sharing. And, and I, I agree with you, brother. Like that's literally what I talk call about those big issues, right? When I start organizing those issues that I have with people about the issue, about the situation, there are those things. It's just it's your own code. That's your own code of ethics. That's not everybody else's, right? It, that's how you like to do things. And it's not always a bad thing, or it's not always sinful, right? And think about even in the Bible. You know, when I think Paul would say, like, some of us will eat meat, some will not eat meat. Like, you know, God to eat whatever. And at the end of the day, it was not even something that was like you know that was crucial to, to you know everybody's faith per se but that's how you maybe you lived your faith that's how you lived your just your life in general and then you apply to someone else when one most of the time they don't even know right and two it's just your own thing this is how i do it I, I, and i recently i remember a young lady telling me that you know she's living with family and you know how we all love our space you know think about it we'll all control freaks in one way just different degrees right and so for them, like, i'm not control freak i'm like uh-uh we all we don't have people messing with our time messing with our stuff you know we all have those elements of that so it's, it's, it's imagine you live with someone 
just family, even with spouses, right? We all like to organize things in a certain way. We all have a routine that we follow. Well, I cannot, no, I cannot force my routine on you just because we live in the same home. Right? And, and, and then, so I can't hold your grudge because you did not, you know, maybe what, maybe you shower at night and you don't care, you know, in the morning you just, you know, wash off and you're good to go. Maybe I do both. Maybe I, it's, it, is that actually a real problem, right? And then if I start getting mad at the person that looked at me because they're not doing the way I do it, you know, I, like, seriously. I, that's just me trying to be selfish, right? And it, it's not just you no know, selfish. I think it goes into that control, that control problem issue that I, I mentioned, which is actually the you know, the R in the in the forgive acronym. It's relinquish control. Mm. Most of us are holding us to grudges because we want to be in charge. Not just in charge. Instead of being instead of focusing on being in charge of ourselves and walking you know, closer to God, we want to be in charge of you know John and Paul and you know Cynthia and you know Judy and everybody mm-hmm. else around us. The whole world. When we have our own stuff to take care of, I have my own mess. I'm 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 broken as I am. I have my own stuff to work on. Again, how dare I spend my energy trying to control everybody else when I'm not where I need to be myself? Wow, and and, and so- when I learned to relinquish that control. That's when God can do what only He can do. The Bible says, "Vengeance is mine." I, when I'm holding on to a grudge, I am saying that I have the power to inflict vengeance on this person. Like, you know, I even even if I'm not physically doing anything to harm them, mentally, emotionally, I'm holding them captive because I'm like they did something. They're, they're like my brain jail, if you want, you know, jail. I've just stuck there. I again, what power do we think we have? <laughs> We're not God. We're not God, but if I relinquish it and I let God fight that battle, and I think it's in Exodus 14 14 that says, You know, I will fight for you and you only be silent. There are situations where we don't even have to say a word, God will fight those battles. But we can only get to that point where we, you know, we can be silent or be still and know that He's God if we relinquish that control. Mm-hmm. Most of us are still striving to do it on our own and fix it. Like, no, they have to do this. This is how it needs to be. And we work so hard on trying to change people when ourselves were not changed. We all have things to work on. Mm-hmm. Right? If I relinquish control, it gives me freedom. Like, you know, if you're saying, you know, to move forward, freedom for my own healing. Right? But also let God do what he cannot do on, on people. So I'm not carrying the burden, that, that emotional and spiritual weight of someone, of not forgetting, forgiving someone. Mm. That's so true. So true. Wow. So what would the G be for the... The, the G is get new perspective. And you touched <laughs> on it when you start talking about, you know, I, I don't have to wait for them to you know to, to apologize. And uh, for many of us, getting new perspective might mean, you know, talking with, you know, with trusted counsel, right? People who trust people who know are grounded, grounded and spiritually will bring us back to the world. People are not going to be taking, someone's not going to be taking sides, right? And so when you start, you know, getting that new perspective or a full counsel, you know, full prayer, you start seeing the situation differently. Mm, yeah. You know, it's I not just they... about them forgiving, you know, for uh, asking for forgiveness. It's me willing to forgive and move forward because I know, like you said, whatever assignment you've got has on you, you don't want to have, you know, barriers in your own journey with God and the impact you need to make because you're holding on to something that does not serve you. And you know, it's when you when you said about changing your perspective, I thought about sometimes people put memes up saying hurt people hurt people. But that's still a perspective. So now that you know when the Lord reveals to you that this person is hurting, that this person is holding on to a grudge, or this person is dealing with something that has nothing to do with you. And you know, I, I say to my friends sometimes, oh, that's displaced anger. <laughs> you're taking it out on the wrong person or you know yeah. and, and and i may do that as well lord forgive me you know hubby's gonna be like you take it out on me you know you take it out on the wrong person <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so i had to you know that's like wow you know you this person is hurt it changes your perspective in regards to the offense and and that's so true when you realize you know what this person is dealing with something maybe it ain't maybe maybe it ain't about me they dealing with something and they're taking people have their own their, their own battles right their own struggles you're right something yeah. will feel like well they did it on purpose but if i if i'm choosing to get that new perspective 
it's not about why it's not you know they did this to me it's more like what's going on with them that led them to act this way what happened to them that led them to think this way you don't know again you don't know what people are dealing with what they've been through right you know all of us you know most of us who live no you don't have to live long to experience trauma in one way or another right or something that's challenging that impacts you impacted your life even past experience maybe you won't consider as traumatic but it still kind of shapes how you see the world it shapes how you interact with people so maybe that's how they they used to doing things that's what worked for them you know in in previous you no know, experiences and relationship and partnerships and friendships and then they'll bring into this new you know new relationship with you new friendship with you you're like you know do they know better no maybe they don't know better <laughs> you know that's what that would maybe that's their point of reference right so when i get that new perspective it's it's yes acknowledging that people have more going on than i know and anything mm-hmm. that happened even to me that i have hold a grudge against that i feel hurt about is not always because of me right getting a new perspective it stops taking everything so personal Stop taking it personal. Now everybody's out there to get you. No, we all have our own issues, you know? We all have our own issues. Yeah, yeah. And that's good. Change your perspective about that it's not about you. You know, yes, we know that this is a self-focused environment, but really it's not. You know, it's really not about you. You know, if 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 someone has a facial expression, you know you may not realize they might not even see you they might not even be thinking and they're just they're, they're thinking about something else <clears throat> but when we see them we think it's us you know as mm-hmm. maybe I said something I do something you know and no it's just not everything is about you that's so mm-hmm. good you want to say something yes that's why it's important to take it to God because a lot of times you know that's how miscommunication happens because like like let's say I, I come home from work and something happened at work and I'm still in the process of forgiving someone at work so I'm still upset and mm-hmm. I'm I'm expressing what happened but in my mind you know me expressing it for some reason I have a a a, a view that you know my wife was there when it happened so mm-hmm. i really don't have to explain it too much but when she starts asking right. questions you know i'm already upset so i'm like you, you don't understand what, what i'm going through but yeah. you know but it's important that when these things happen you take it to God so that when you do express what happened you're expressing in past tense of something that happened that I think yeah and that and, and he knows I ask questions I, I, I feel like read my notes brother you're going to go step ahead of me each time I love it that just be like a certain alignment with God is what God is doing here love yeah because I ask questions because to get you know to understand cuz I'm not at his job so I don't know how the conversation started that led to I just see you're upset and it's like but me asking all these questions and then here comes the frustration the, dis, the displaced anger uh but you know and but again I got to remember and if anyone else tuning in has experienced that with spouses or friends or loved ones it's just to understand that person is just trying to share with you what happened so even with their tone and even with being a little upset they don't mean it um in the sense of you know stop asking all these questions <laughs> it's just like you know you be patient say okay you know what my apologies let me just listen and then can i ask these questions to get a better understanding of what happened but yeah that's so true getting a different perspective looking at his perspective or looking at the other person's perspective helps mm-hmm. too in the situation yes yes yeah cuz like um when basically when you when you express yourself and you say what happened and you're offended by what happened you might not even realize the part that you played mm-hmm. that, that you that you were in the wrong but you took what happened or the situation and you was offended by it so you know she could give me feedback and say well you know you were wrong 
you know, and uh, you know, in my, <laughs> in my mind, I, I, you know, I did nothing wrong. So, what are you talking yeah. about? You were never there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's what comes out. What you weren't even there. And, you know, and it's like, well, well, you're you taking that far. You know, strangers. I'm taking that side. That's what I'm being friends. We do. We do. Yeah, but and that's also then when you know, what's the verse that says, speak to, no, speak the truth in love. And if I love you enough, no matter if you know it's a friend, it's a brother or sister in you know, the church, it, it's a co-worker, but if I consider someone enough, I will be willing to tell them the truth because I want the best for them. Right? But what you brought up, you know, they were like, that's so right. It's like when you talk about taking it to God, it's actually one of my, it's the I. The I initiate self-care, emotional and spiritual self-care. So for you, it's like taking it to God. It's kind of the emotional piece, like, you know, that spiritual piece. I mean, and emotional too, but kind of it's not that spiritual part. It's like, okay, I'm, before I take it to anybody else, I'm going to deal with it with God first. When you initiate self-care, you are doing what you need to do first. Take care of your own emotion first so that you're ready to confront it or to address it with anybody else. But we do it, it's often the opposite. Somebody got me mad. Oh no, no, not, not like no. They need to hear from me, or uh, somebody else needs to hear that what happened, right? And we didn't take the time to deal with our own emotions about it. So you know, we're waiting, we're waiting like you know, I, I guess a temper a hundred, and we're trying to resolve anything. You never, you're not gonna get anything resolved when you're already that you know upset. And that goes for all of us, myself included. I and so if we're more intentional about taking care of our own emotions, then when I feel this way, I'm like, okay. I'm feel I'm not there's something is going on internally where right? I need to take care of this. Whether for you it's mm-hmm. journaling, whether you're praying for it, obviously I encourage you to pray for it. Take it to God first. You know, even though the Bible says if some if your brother or sister offended you or, or is in the wrong, you don't go telling everybody else about it. You go literally take it to them first, right? And that's mm-hmm. what we are called to do. And if they don't listen, bring another brother. Mm-hmm. Bring another sister mm-hmm. along. And they don't listen, then that's after the third turn, like, okay, I did my part in order to be in peace with this person. But often we don't do that we just like it's something no. went wrong like you know we're gonna get 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 at them somehow right it's not physical but somehow we have to make this right but we never took care of our own emotions because if, mm-hmm. if if we are not if we are feeling if we you know we have unforgiveness it's because we're feeling hurt if we're feeling hurt that means we have you know we have this emotional pain that we need to address ourselves and it's not gonna go away. Well, if sometimes the person can come and say, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, they apologize. They try to do everything right by you. But unless you deal with your own emotions, you're never gonna be able to let go of that. Because that, that is your, that's a, your me issue. That's something I need to do for myself, you know, with, with support you know, and, and, and good counsel. But you need to do that for yourself. The person who you know, wronged you, they can come and apologize. Again, try to fix it, you know, give back whatever it is that they took from you, you know, but they can never, never, ever help you heal from the hurt that you have. That's the work that you need to do for yourself. So, so whether it's so journaling, whether it's prayer, you know, it's finding ways to kind of release that. There's many, many you know, ways of emotional, spiritual self-care, but you, you need to be intentional about it. Nobody can do that for you by yourself. That's why it's initiate. You need to initiate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And initiate it, you know, um, when you said about emotional and spiritual care, and initiate it in a positive way, you know, mm-hmm. and not, you know, a negative way, you know, dwelling on it. I think sometimes we just dwell on it. And, you know, my husband's favorite word is harboring. You're harboring. <laughs> you're harboring. You're holding on, you know. And it's like, okay, okay, you know, I didn't realize that. And, you know, because when we continue to process, one thing is I'm, I'm an overthinker. I, 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 I overthink. So I've stopped, you know, putting myself through that same process of thinking about it more than two or three times. I do want to look at it from different perspectives. So I hear from him, you know, what do you think about this and whatnot? But over and over and over again, it's like that's not a positive um, emotional care because you're right take it to the lord talk to the lord journal um you know and get those emotional things out you know pray um you know just to get into your bible things like that instead of just holding on over and over and over again what happened and you know rehearsing it it's like you're rehearsing it and that makes the wound open up even more because you're thinking about it over and over again so you know i i think that's so good to initiate the emotional spiritual care in a positive way yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
<laughs> um, one, um, one thing I was going to say is sometimes we go to all these different people and we ask for their feedback, but really what we we just want them to co-sign whatever we feel. Oh, God. Preach. <laughs> yep. Yep. Telling on, telling on ourselves. Listen, telling on myself because, <laughs> no, for real, because you know how when you talk to your girls, right? You talk to your girls, you talk about your best, your best friends about it. You know that your best friends are going to take your side, right? They might now, they're going to be honest with you, you know, if you have real, real friends. But even in them being honest, they're going to still be by your side, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what we need. We need true friends, like I said, you know, you know, who can be by our side, they're going to support us, but they're not going to be condoning the you know, a wrongdoing. You know, I, I, I want friends who will tell me, Sure, you were wrong, but I'll still be your friend, I'll be here for you when you fix it, you know, as you try to fix the mess that you created, right? Yeah. That's what a true friend is. It's not going to yeah. say, Oh, they were fine, you know, no, they can. I want someone to look at me in the face and tell me I was wrong. You know that to me that's my true best if i love someone enough i will not let them i don't want to see them slip i don't want them to see them in a bad situation but if they're already there i'm still going to stand beside them and walk right. beside them and you know until they figure it out but i'm not going to sugarcoat what they did and saying oh it's fine no when it's not right right that's beautiful that's beautiful are you going to say something <laughs> yeah I was, I was thinking of a like you know as a friend you know you, you tell someone, you know, you, you know, I, I feel for you. I understand that you're upset, you know, but with this particular situation, you want me to co-sign how you feel. And, you know, sometimes, you know, as a friend, you have to tell them, even, especially if you have a family, you have a family, like, please don't bring this mess to my door. Yeah. You know, because this, this, all this is, is just... You, you're, you're not forgiving this person. You're not even looking at the situation to see what you did, and you just want the world just to have your view. So now, all of a sudden, everyone, you know, has this unforgiveness for this one person. Mm-hmm. That, that, that. Like you always came up against the brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Depending, depending on who, who. You, you, you talk to you can look at it like well it was really your fault mm-hmm. you know but the problem is is before it even got to the friend it should have went to the Lord mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that reminds me of uh, that reminds me of Adam and Eve and the serpent they're like pointing mm-hmm. the finger at each other instead of taking a responsibility and saying you know what you know eve saying i was talking to the serpent and communicating with the serpent when i shouldn't have been and i ate from this tree because i thought you know i mis- i misinterpret or whatever what you said you know i'm fault, lord you know but we do that where we point blame or we just don't it's like we just don't want to see that we played a part we just want to mm-hmm. see what the other person did um but it's like we struggle to get to that place where I played a part, like my husband said, you you played a part in this. And then by going and telling everybody, you know, what do you think about this? And you know, no, just go to the Lord and, and taking that step to initiate emotional and spiritual care. And and go to that brother or sister. Um, you're so right. We say that scripture all the time about going and, and talking to your brother and getting witnesses and stuff but the first part is you have to go to the brother yourself it's nothing on there saying go to no consultation and 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 consult and the whole world knows you know (laughs) tell you to go to this person the bible saying just go to that brother and Mm -hmm. if they don't listen then you get a witness right you know so i thank god for that beautiful yeah yeah and, and, and I think too, you know, getting to our next step here, and which supports again what you two of you are saying, is that if we value peace overall, over anything, then it doesn't matter whose fault it is. 
we don't have, we won't have to be assigning blame if all we want at the end is the peace and we value peace enough, right? So that's our B. Value peace above everything. Your own internal peace, your peace with God, your peace with others. You know, as long as it depends on you, you do your part, right? So if, if, if no matter who did what, whose fault it was, but if I'm valuing peace, I'm willing to let it go because I value my peace, my internal peace first, my peace with God more than anything right. else, right? Right. So it, it kind of helps, you know, solve some of those issues that come up when we, you know, when we feel hurt and we're trying to, you know, we're still harboring those feelings, right? And and you know, to you know, touch on what you're saying earlier too, even when when we're still going to everybody else. I think my pastor was saying this maybe two Sundays ago. He said, you know, do you, sometimes we talk about gossip, you know, and we think that gossip is not applied to us. And here's a definition. I can't remember who he actually you know, quoted who this definition came from. But it was gossip was talking to someone, you know, talk to someone about some talking to about something to someone who is neither a part of the problem or the solution. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, all of us gossip all the time. You know, and that just that that, that hit me, you know, hit me hit me hard too. So mm-hmm. think about it. If every time you bring an issue or a situation to someone who's not part of the problem or the situation, you're gossiping. It's like, yeah. no, yes, it happened to you, but anybody, not everybody needs to know that. When you're seeking good counsel, yes, you know, maybe one, two, you know, people that you know, and it's it's in private, you know, it's supposed to be confidential. It stays there because they'll become part of your solution, right? You're trying to figure out how to how to do this, in, you know, in, in a healthy and godly way. But what often we do, like you say, we kind of talk everybody else to kind of build out our own gang, you know, against the person that we think wronged us. And so if we're, if we're mad at the person because they did X, Y, and Z to us, or like in the mindset of, well, they sin against us. Okay, have you sinned against them too, just in the way you've been trying to attempt to have control over the situation? A lot of gossiping and slander goes on when we're trying, you know, because we feel that, you know, we have the right to fix this. Somebody did us this wrong. And then we make matters worse. And, you know, if we, if you're truly keeping tabs, if we've been doing all of that, maybe it was one instant, one thing that they did against us. But just by talking to everybody else, we probably already gossip, right? But, you know, mm-hmm. by, by keeping that grudge, we really hate them. Because the Bible says if you hate your brother inside your, your heart, you really, actually, that's actually killing the person already. Isn't that scripture? Mm-hmm. Right? You must have never killed anybody, but if in your heart you hate your brother, you don't, you, you don't love them, you really have killed them. So mm-hmm. I, by then, I already, I, already got, I already gossiped. I'm already a murderer, right? And then, I, and then the more people you talk about it, and you know, you do communication workshops, probably you, you know all this, but the more the story is told over and over again, the story changes over time. It changes. So so there's already three, you know, three, three sins, sins there if we're keeping tab, right? But then all right. the people who heard it, they're still having those unhealthy feelings towards this person. You know, that's another issue. So maybe mm-hmm. the person did one thing that I'm holding the grunge against against them. And here I already in four ways, you know, did them more wrong than they did me in the first place. Wow. Wow. And that's so deep. That's so deep. So for V, what was the, I missed that one step. Value. Did you? peace overall okay value peace seeking peace overall. with ourselves with god and others then it's mm-hmm. easier to let go of some things yeah. yeah and i'm not saying peace at all costs you know somebody's no is you no know, physically hurting you and you know it's you know even emotionally hurting you i'm not saying you have to put up in order to keep the peace no you need to find your own healing so that you find peace yeah, yeah, because I, you know, it reminds me of the one scripture about, you know, reconciliation. You know, it, it, if possible, reconcile with the brother, reconcile with the sister, if possible. You know, but there are some things where it's it's mm-hmm. going to be the Lord because it is damaging mm-hmm. to the people of God. It's damaging to you know what God is trying to do in and through that mm-hmm. person or ministry. Because this person is just you, you, you've tried your best to reconcile, and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. It's not working. So that's beautiful. Value peace overall. Yes. So what about the last one? The last <laughs> step um, to forgive. So the last step is our E, right? In forgive, is eliminate traps. This is where we set boundaries. And because what happens if I do all the other things, if, if all of us do all the other things, 
then and, and we then we actually get that new perspective we start realizing oh this is the part that i played that maybe led to this or maybe you know it was nothing that i did intentionally but by me you know thinking a certain way me acting a certain way me even physically placing myself in a certain situation certain location you know contribute to the situation right so you start kind of finding well what were those, those entry points if you want that created the tension and then you start eliminating those traps right so you set boundaries where it's needed you know if, if i know that you know if, if i this is an example if someone maybe like in my own house i have you know kids who have sensory needs and i can be there you know yelling my you know, yelling they call it yelling they don't call mom worshiping right i'm like i'm thinking like i'm singing my lungs out of my heart out i'm worshiping god and they're just like mom you know yeah. and i and for me i'm not doing anything wrong right it's not intended to harm them but something that bothers them right and so it, although it's not intentional but me knowing that now i'm like okay i need my time to worship i love to be you know loud when i worship because i have so much to be grateful for but now mm-hmm. i know not to do it in the presence Right, mm-hmm. so when I'm working, I still play, you know, still play worship music. I still sing, but I'm more intentional in kind of taming my voice. When I need, to, I want to be loud. I go in my room, lock my door, and tell them, "Hey, I'm going to go worship," and then not to go downstairs. Right, and so something as simple as that, you know, it's a very simple example. But that's how then I eliminate that trap that I'm not the stumbling block for them, and they're not for mm-hmm. me either. Right, because I'm going to be like, well, you know, and when that's just again, that's my kid. So it's you know, maybe the example might not apply for you, but think about it even as adults. How many times we hold people, you know, grudges against people just because we ourselves set up a situation that was a trigger for someone else. And sometimes we know mm-hmm. that it's a trigger and we act as we don't care. Again, back to that selfishness, mm-hmm. right? That's selfish. If someone mm-hmm. tells you that this bothers them and then you don't do anything about it, you're not considerate, and then you want to hold a grudge against them because they react a certain way when you, you know you were warned. And it's like, yeah, that's not healthy either. Yeah, because it, it's it's a little simple thing. So if my husband keeps telling me I don't like, you know, this type of meal, I'm not going to eat it. I can't get mad at him because he doesn't eat it because he he has right. told me six times that I don't like liver and onions and, you know, I don't like these type of things. So, you know, why do I keep cooking it? And then I'm getting upset because he's not eating it but he told me he doesn't like this so you know that's so true and something simple you know like you said with your children if if it's a sensitivity for them you know it's like you know what i'm going to go into my room go close the door i'm going to you know and i'm going to have this time they know that i'm in here i know where they're at but I'm not going to purposely keep doing it. And then it leads to all kinds of chaos. And then exactly. I'm mad now at the children when it's like, wait right. a minute. And they're having their own meltdown. It's chaos. It's chaos. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And just to piggyback to what you said, even about like the meal thing, how often, you know, couples will get, you know, mad at each other for things like that. Just because they're your spot doesn't mean they have to like all the meals that you eat. You know that you even cook. You know it. It just. It, it. You know again back to that kind of maybe said intentional selfishness, but it's still it's selfish to expect someone to like everything you you cook, everything you even like to do. We're two different. You're two different people. Same thing with friendships. Mm-hmm. Even if you're in partnership, but you to do ministry with someone else, just because you know God called you to minister together, it doesn't mean that you're always going to agree. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that. It just means that for this purpose, for this project, for this mission. God knows see fit that the two of you can, you know, can partner in this. It doesn't mean that they have to see eye, eye to eye or they have to do it the way you do it. Right? So right. if I, again, get a new perspective, I realize that I cannot hold people to my standard. That's one. And I need to take care of myself. So if I like my liver and onions, I'll cook my liver and onions and eat it separately and then let, you know, cook whatever, whatever he wants, right? Again, value peace overall. It, 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 it just it changes perspective for everything, honestly. Amen, amen. And so I love all seven steps. Find out if your grudge is valid. Oh man, um, and organize your grudge and see, acknowledge um, <clears throat> what roles that you played, you know, in that. Um, and relinquishing control. I love, I love how you broke it down in regards to holding on to a grudge because you think that you know you can enact 
vengeance or get back. It may not necessarily be a physical vengeance, but just that mental as well. Um, getting new perspective, I truly love that and initiate emotional and spiritual care value peace overall and eliminate traps and set boundaries you know i think that eliminate traps and set boundaries is so important you know um like for example i am not a morning person okay and <laughs> my husband is a morning person just happy hey you know just talk to <laughs> him open all the windows and like shut those windows yeah, <laughs> it's so much joy and I'm, and nothing wrong but i'm like i'm not up yet and i mean i'm yeah, literally yeah. not up yet like, i might be walking but i'm not up yet but that was something that we had to learn you know so that it wouldn't feel like a, a a trap for him because it's like i'm not trying to be mean i'm just really tired and i'm not up yet you know but it's learning that everybody is different and like you said you hit it right on the nail with spouses with our families with children everybody is different he may be, he's not a night person when he's ready to go to sleep and i'm all wired and like hey come on you know and no he wants to rest and you know go and rest and i'll do what i you know what i need to do but that's setting on boundaries because i can't get mad at him he he's not a night person where he wants to be up all night talking about something you know so it's like you know we'll talk about it later on in the day or talk about it in the morning you know once i'm fully up but you know just respecting those boundaries so i that that was so good but at the same time we um make ourselves better by being able to add a little bit to who we are you know like you know being able to listen to the stories that she'll tell me at two in the morning or being able to you know with that that energy in the morning that I might just be expressing you know and you know but sometimes sometimes roles reverse sometimes she's up I'm tired <laughs> you know so you know it's just it's just about you know having making making room for differences yeah 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 you know? yeah and, and you're right on that because it's not because we make room for the differences but also when needed be willing to accommodate right you you know if you know it was a it's a pressing issue and she cannot get it off her chest she's not able to go to bed i know that you love her enough that you'll stay up to listen right and but it's not something you're going to be doing every single day because that's not naturally how you're wired you know to be up at right? but you're going to make that make, you're going to make the exception because she matters to you and this was an issue that matters to matters matter to her and so yeah like you know, all those differences but also you know relinquishing that selfishness part of all of us all of us you know want to control stuff you know relinquish a little bit of that so that we can be there for support for others you know when they, especially when they need it the most amen amen so i hope all those tuning in and those who will catch the replay later know that you can indeed heal from unforgiveness and let go and you know shu has taken the time taken the time excuse me to provide seven steps to to make that move you know it's very important not to just sit in it yes we talked about the layers and the effects of unforgiveness but now look take that step and know that is that grudge valid you know, are you holding on to some things that you, you need to let go? Have you acknowledged and organized your thoughts on, is this a, a part that I played in this? And relinquishing control and getting a new perspective. Initiate emotional and spiritual care. Value peace overall. And lastly, eliminate traps and set boundaries. These are so many good steps and nuggets that we learned tonight yes yes so anyone tuning in is interested in learning more about what shu halegra is doing at grace and hope consulting please visit www 
graceandhopeconsulting.com. And she has so many wonderful tools and strategies as well as, do you have any conferences coming up? I know you had just recently did an event. Uh, shoot, do you have any yeah. upcoming events or workshops coming up? So we actually do on December 13th, I believe, we're doing the the one that we did on Friday, bringing all, I have to look at the full title, but it's about bringing your, it's for Christian woman, professional Christian woman, for helping you bring your femininity and your faith into the workplace. Because as women of faith, often we feel like we are, you know, not, not maybe attack is a strong word, but we, we feel suppressed in the workplace. Right? I can't you know because it's you know, often a very male dominated area, depending on careers, but sometimes you just feel like, you know, the, if the boss is a male, especially, it's like I don't have a say, right? But then also, even, even when you are the boss, you feel like, well, because I'm a woman, people won't take me seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or then, or, you know, because of my faith, I can't come to work and be fully me because, my, you know, this is not a Christian job. And sometimes I hear people say that I'm like, you are Christian wherever you go. So whether it's a Christian job or Christian home or not, you know, you are bringing that person God with you. So in this workshop, we kind of look, we look at that. How can you be fully your you and not feel, not feel the pressure if you want or having to function or operate within like, you know, you know, the what doesn't come natural to us women, right? And we, let's, let's be real, we were not created equal. We, we, you know, we have the same way God loves us, yes. But it's, you know, men are wired a different way and women are wired a different way. Right? And the song, mm-hmm. yes, even the song, the outliers. I'm not saying that everybody, all men are the same and all women are the same. No, we all, again, very different like snowflakes. But there are things that are just naturally, you know, you know feminine per se, as we present ourselves. And sometimes we feel like oh, I have to suppress that in order to be heard in the workplace. Well, I can't be too nice because, you know, they'll say if you're too nice, you're weak, you know, and it's mm-hmm. some things like that. I don't that joint. Or if I if I can't talk about God in my job, so now I do have to check you know my faith out the door when I clock and I work. We talk about mm. your strategies that you can bring your job and your, your faith into work. Or if I get yourself in trouble, right? And still feel okay. authentic because when you are authentic, you thrive, and the people around you are impacted in a positive way. So that is December 13. Um, if you go on the website, we you know there is a link on there. We you know we're gonna change just the date, but it will link on there for you to you know, click on there and go um, and check it out. Um, as always, we always do support groups on Saturdays. Actually, the first Saturday of the month is for caregivers. It's oh, it's from eight thirty to nine thirty p.m. The second uh, Saturday, we do one for women who are working on achieving emotional and emo- mental and emotional wellness. So we talk about things like this, you know, all those things that get in the way of us, you know, feeling emotionally well, you know, and you know, healing from those things for internal stuff. Um, that's the second uh, Saturday. And then the third Saturday, which we actually did yesterday, we do one for uh, personal professional development. So it's, you know, people come and you know, set goals and, you know, network to, you know, find strategies and get the kind of build they need in order to reach those goals. And all those things are right on the home, on the homepage and on the website. You just you can go on the website and just kind of click and it'll take you through each one of them. Amen. Amen. So again, we thank you all so much for tuning in. And of course, we thank our beautiful guest, Shu Halegra from Grace and Hope Consulting. Praise God for all He's just taking the time out for our hubby and I to just be a blessing in the kingdom of God. You know, we've been doing this for over a year now. It's it's crazy. 2022, two years soon. So we've been doing this and it, it's so much feedback and many people uh, are getting the, the help and assistance that they need, you know, mm-hmm. and so they know that they're not alone. So we thank God. Anything you want to say, hubby, before we pray out? Make sure y'all check out www.raymondcreations.com. Definitely check out our um, channel, um, Raymond Healings. Um, Also, um, make sure y'all check out the different interviews from the Broken Vessels podcast. As well as the daily word that is given every day. The lunchtime word. Praise God. We need the word of God. Yes. So we thank you again. Please be sure to visit www.graceandhopeconsulting.com to support our sister in Christ, Shu Halegra. And we thank you all again for tuning in. So we're going to pray on out. Father, we just thank you so much for this time. 
And we just thank you because we believe and know that there will be many that will listen to this or who have listened and are going to let go and let God and heal. And Lord, even if their process is day by day, Lord, they have taken a step. Whether they've taken one step or two steps, Lord, they've taken a step to draw closer and closer to you and closer and closer to healing and wholeness in you. We thank you and we pray, God, that you just help us to forgive even the things that seem unforgivable, God. We know that we can forgive because of you. So, Lord, have your way. Go with us and be with us and let this be a blessed, blessed night for each and every one anyone struggling to sleep God because of unforgiveness we pray peace Mm. over them God and healing over their heart mind and soul and God even those having uh, uh, bad memories or 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 nightmares from their unforgiveness Mm. because of the wounds or hurts of their past or the person close to them God that they never thought would hurt them God please heal them and help them to know that there is a way and that way is you and we thank you and we ask all this in Jesus name amen good night everyone good night good night, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.